0: Hey, I'm Rebecca Metz, and I'm the next guest on On Screen and Beyond.
1: On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of On Screen and Beyond. This is episode 593 of the show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. This week on On Screen and Beyond, Rebecca Metz is going to be joining us. She, of course, is from Better Things, which this month finishes the series run. And Rebecca will be there for the final three episodes. So we're going to be talking to her about that and her career and what she's done and what she hopefully is going to be doing and everything. And it's all coming up in a few minutes right here on On Screen and Beyond. But we have so much going on. This week's going to be an exciting week because uh, not only are we having an episode right now, But we are also going to have a second episode this week. And uh, this episode, of course, with Rebecca Metz. And then another episode with Wesley Ewer of The Land of the Lost. And now he will be here, and he will be talking about CroftCon, which is being put on by TV PopCon at the Orinda Theater in Orinda, California. And it celebrates the shows of Sid and Marty Croft, and Butch Patrick's going to be there. He was, of course, Eddie Munster. He's also, you know, in uh, Lidsville. And uh, we've already had him on the show here. And Wesley Yore is uh, going to be here very shortly this week. Kathy Coleman from Land of the Lost. And also Sid Croft is going to be at CroftCon. So get ready for that and Sharon Baird, who was in a lot of different shows from Sid and Marty Croft, Just so many people, and there's more and more. I I just haven't just scratched the surface for you. So that's coming up on May, Saturday, May 21st, at the Orinda Theater in Orinda, California. And it's going to be so much fun. And get ready for that if you're in that area, or if you're going to, a lot of people are flying into it, uh, for it, into San Francisco, and then going to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. So if you get a chance, but if you can't, well, you know, you can listen to some of these people tell about their stories, right here on onscreen and beyond. We're going to have several, several of them as our guest, and that's it. Why don't we get right into it? Because we got a great show coming your way with a great guest. Rebecca Metz is coming up in a few minutes, right here on onscreen and beyond. But right now, it's time for Remake Madness. <laughs> Remake Madness. Well, a remake of White Men Can't Jump from 1992 is in the works. And rapper Jack Harlow is going to be playing the Woody Harrelson role. And the long-planned remake of The Crow is moving up a little bit. Uh, We heard that Bill Skarsgård, who played Pennywise in the movie It, has been tapped to star in the film... And Netflix is looking at remaking the Spy Kids franchise with Robert Rodriguez, who created the film series, and he's on board. That's it for Remake Madness, coming up next on Screen and Beyond, upcoming new movies. Upcoming new movies, it looks like Eddie Murphy is in early talks to play the godfather of funk, George Clinton, in a biopic about George Clinton, and Murphy is producing. And Black Adams, Quintessa Swindle, will star in a thriller called Dead Point. Now, this is about a woman who sets out to climb a monster mountain that her father died on. And she witnesses a murder, and the only way to escape is up. And Pierce Brosnan and James Kahn will star in a hitman thriller called Fast Charlie. Filming begins this month. That's it for upcoming new movies. Next on Onscreen be Beyond, sequels. Sequels, sequels, and more sequels. July 1st, Minions, The Rise of Gru hits theaters. And it looks like Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, arrives in theaters on September 23rd. And it seems none of the actors from the Star Trek films, like Chris Pine and Carl Urban, have seen any script. Yet, they keep saying that Star Trek four is on the way. And they say they know nothing about it. So we'll find out what happens with that when reports are that J.J. Abrams will be producing it. That's it for sequels. Coming up next on On Screen be Beyond, TV on DVD. TV on DVD. Well, April 5th, Doctor Who, Tom Baker. Complete Series 6 lands on Blu-ray. May 17th, The Last Kingdom, The Complete Series, rides onto Blu-ray. And May 31st, Yellowstone, The First Four Seasons, it's a set that comes your way onto Blu-ray and DVD. That's it for TV on DVD. Coming up next on Screen be Beyond, Movies on DVD. <laughs> Movies on DVD, The King's Daughter with Pierce Brosnan comes to Blu-ray and DVD on April 19th, digital on April 4th. April 19th, 1966's Girl on a Chain Gang comes to a special edition Blu-ray and DVD set. And Uncharted with Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg lands on 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray and DVD on May 10th. That's it for movies on DVD. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, it's TV and Entertainment Time. (laughs) TV and Entertainment Time on April fifteenth. Shout Factory TV will be launching Scream Factory TV. It's filled with horror, sci-fi, thrillers, and more. And a prequel to Stephen King's It film is in the works for HBO Max as a series, and it's called Welcome to Dairy. And it will start in the 60s through the time where It, the movie, started. And it will follow how Pennywise came to be. And sadly, C.W. Hall, the singer of the monster 1975 hit Convoy, has passed at the age of 93. And that's it for TV and Entertainment Time. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, Rebecca Metz is going to be joining us. She's from Better Things and she has uh, the series wrapping up and she's going to be here to talk about that. It's a lot of things we have to hear about. It's Rebecca Metz right here on On Screen and Beyond. guest today on On Screen and Beyond is an actress who we have seen on Better Things on FX, as Melinda on Shameless, as Jenna on the Disney Channel's Coop and Cami Ask the World. And on April 11th, 18th, and 25th, you can catch her on the final three episodes of Better Things as it wraps up the series. It's Rebecca Metz. Rebecca, welcome to On Screen and Beyond.
0: Thank you so much. It's so nice to be here.
1: Rebecca. Why is it ending? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's, you know,
0: the nature of most television shows, I guess. I know. I think.
1: It's, boy, it just, you know, you you just get interested in in shows and then they they go.
0: (laughs) I know. I mean, I think, you know. I would like to thank most of the people who watch the show and certainly most of the people who work on the show would love for it to go on forever. But it is an awful lot of work for Pamela Adlon, who does um, several very large jobs on the show. And I think it's just kind of time, probably, you know, for the characters in their stories and also for her in her life. Mm-hmm. But I wish it could go on forever. I really do. I
1: know. It, it, it's... You know, it's, it's it's like you know you're losing part of something. I'm sure. You know, you you work on something so long, and then you know, then it's gone, and then you move on to the next thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I mean that's part of what I love about uh, being an actor for a living. Is I'm I'm uh, I'm much happier in like a project based job. I don't, I have, I spent a lot of years working jobs where it's kind of the, more or less the same thing every day. And I'm much happier with, um, frequent changes, but also it's sad. You know, it's, it's, I, I have loved every day of being on set for this job and I won't, I, I hate knowing I won't get to do it again.
1: Yeah. So tell us, how did you get involved with this series in the first place?
0: Um,
1: and we're talking it's better pretty. things, just so just so our audience yeah. knows.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> we're being sort of mysterious by accident. Yes. <laughs> um, so it was a pretty normal audition. I got uh, called into an audition for Felicia Fazano, who is a casting director who I have been auditioning for and become friends with over many years. Um, she cast me in *California Cation*. Um. So so getting an audition for Felicia is not, like, surprising. This one was a little unusual because um it, usually when you get an audition, you get sides or the, the scenes that you're going to read in the audition ahead of time. And this one said, just come in a little early. We'll have the scenes there for you. So there was nothing even to prepare. It was just, like, show up hmm. and we'll do some acting. And I, everybody who was there read the same scenes. I think I... uh Yes, I went in and read, she gave me another scene and said, go out and look at this one and then come back in. I did that and um, got a call a few days later from my agent saying, basically, you're in the show. And this was just for the pilot. Uh, they hadn't started shooting yet. And, and there wasn't even anything to read for, you know, there wasn't a whole script to read, but it was like, you're in the show. We don't know who you're going to be, uh, but we'll, we'll keep you posted. And <laughs> a few weeks later, or no, it wasn't for the pilot, but whatever. It was for someone in the show at some point. Mm-hmm. It was it was rather general, uh, as you can tell. And so a, pro- a couple weeks later, I got a call sort of saying, okay, you're going to play this character called Tressa. She's Sam's manager. Um, and here's the day that you're shooting. And it was one episode, one day. And um, I did that and had an amazing time. And... Uh, a week or two later, I got a call from Felicia on a Sunday saying, "What are you doing tomorrow?" And I said nothing. Um, and she said, "You want to be in a scene?" I said sure. And that was it. We were kind of off to the races, and I was. Um, it's been 19 episodes. Wow. Since now is that
1: yeah. is that normal or common uh, <laughs> that that you go in? Do, do they not normally tell you? you know, a full description of what the, you know, the show's about or anything like that. I mean, it's, you know, it's kind of like we're going to build a building. We don't know what it's going to look like. We don't know how many floors we don't. (laughs) Is that, is that the way it usually is?
0: (laughs) No, that is pretty unusual. So like, you know, usually big companies don't like to invest in a television show or spend the money it takes to get it to the point of casting actors until they know, unless they know exactly what they're getting. Um, and one of the interesting things about FX, I think, is the amount of trust that they put in their creators and, you know, how much room they're willing to give Pam to to sort of discover things as she goes because they know that whatever she comes up with is going to be brilliant. So um, it is very unusual to have it like that. As I said, usually you get the sides ahead of time often if it's a new show you'll get a script ahead of time so that you as the actor can get a sense of the tone and like who are the characters and what are we doing here and if it's a recurring role they'll usually tell you it's a recurring role or at least it might be a recurring role and so this I've certainly never had a job before where someone said you're going to be in the show but we don't know who you're going to be (laughs) that's not usually how it works and um You know, you don't get a call on a Sunday saying, do you want to be in a scene tomorrow? So from start to finish, this was a different process in a hundred wonderful ways.
1: Has any working actor ever said, no, I don't want to be in a scene?
0: (laughs) I'm sure there are some, but, um, you know, the way I was trained, if a casting director calls and says, what are you doing tomorrow? You say nothing, no matter what the actor actual answer
1: is yeah you say yes ma'am or yes sir <laughs> whichever it is exactly and you're gonna be there exactly i, I will be there yep. with you know a smiling face or 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 a sad face if you want What <laughs> you tell me exactly what you want. <laughs>
0: whatever it is ride a horse yes i can do it that that gets you into trouble sometimes
1: but <laughs> you know i've heard that from many many actors that you know specifically about riding horses uh, over the years i've yes. done a lot of Old actors from the fifties and sixties TV cowboy westerns, and they they all yep. said the same thing, or most of them. You know, they didn't know how to ride a horse, but when they were asked, they said, "Yes, sir, I can do it."
0: <laughs> that literally happened to uh, a guy that I dated, and he he had to learn how to ride a horse pretty quickly.
1: Wow, <laughs> yeah. that could be dangerous.
0: <laughs> yes, uh, yes, and it was. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez.
1: So, have you ever had anything like that happen where you know you weren't uh, totally prepared for <laughs> the, um, what they wanted?
0: Yes, it's not exactly riding a horse, but when I um, booked Nip Tuck, which was um, another show on FX, mm-hmm, yeah. and good show was was yeah, and it was back in the days of when they would fax you materials. It was before everything got emailed. And I auditioned for a role and I only had a few of the scenes for the audition. And um my agent called to say that I had booked it, which was very exciting because it was the biggest thing by far that I had uh had the opportunity to even audition for by that point. And she said, um, they they love you, they want to book you, they just want to make sure you're okay with the scene where you're on all fours with a bag on your head and he's having sex with you from behind. And I was <laughs> like, uh what? <laughs> can they send it to me? And you know, it was, it was, uh, one of those moments where you, I, I very literally sat down on my couch in my apartment. I was working full-time day jobs, office jobs at the time, you know, sat down on my couch and was like, well, I have to decide if I'm willing to love myself enough to do this right now. And, you know, and I was like, I, I don't want to say no, this is a huge opportunity. Mm. And so, I said yes and figured I would, uh, work it out when I got there.
1: (laughs) But that, that sounds like (laughs) nip-tuck. Definitely. Yeah,
0: exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Which I had never seen. And that's probably a good thing in hindsight, because I don't know that I would have had the courage to say yes to it if I had.
1: (laughs) Now on better things, uh, because things didn't sound like they were completely developed, um, Mm -hmm. At the beginning, were were you able to sort of help guide your character or was that very strict as far as how they laid it out for you?
0: You know, I don't know that I would say help guide it like I didn't do anything consciously or proactively to do that. But I definitely think with all of the, um, the regulars and the recurring characters that Pam sort of took our personalities and who we are as actors allowed that to influence the direction of the character and the development of the character's voice. You know, Pam, Pam is an actor, has been since she was a kid. And so I think it is just kind of natural for her to incorporate what the actor brings to the role into the role, like most good television writers.
1: Yeah. Now, I think I know the answer to this one, but can Mm -hmm. you give us any idea of what the, what, what to expect for the finale?
0: Um, I mean, not specifically. I think... <laughs> I knew that. I think, yeah. I mean, it's so hard to describe because because, as you know, having seen the show like this, the tone of Better Things is different than anything I've certainly ever seen. It's a comedy. It's a drama. It's heartwarming, but it's not sappy. It's, you know... So it, I would just say that the finale, and the show's never been about, like, plot cliffhangers. It's not about what's going to happen next or, you know, what's happening in the story isn't as important as watching these three-dimensional people navigate it with the support of the other people in their lives. Like, it's about the relationships and the friendships and and the truth of what everyone is going through. And so, you know, the finale is consistent with that. It's not like there's any shockers or big reveals maybe, but, um,
1: (laughs) nobody wakes up and it was a dream for years and and all that. (laughs)
0: No, I'll I'll give you that spoiler. It was not all a dream.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So was it, is it a close cast? You know, were you all uh, good friends?
0: Yeah, I mean we've we've it's a sort of a cliche but we've all become I mean some better than others but we've got text chains going and um yeah, a lot of those people have become friends who I talk to and see regularly, which is I think makes the ending of the show a little bit easier as I know it's not like I'm and people in the crew. Mm-hmm. It's not like I'm never going to see any of them again. Uh first of all, I have seen many of them again on other shows, which is always wonderful and like a happy reunion but i know that um a lot of us are going to continue to be in each other's lives at least personally if not professionally so that does make it a little little easier to see it go
1: yeah do you do you find that when you 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 say you happen to see people on when you're on other shows is it usually as a you know a group you know do they do they take a lot of the crew from one show and put them on mm-hmm. another or does it end up with just one person here or there or something like that
0: it, you know that's a great question it really depends um crew teams definitely you know like anybody like working once they find someone that they like working with they like to continue working with that person so yeah sometimes it is in groups i have not this show so much but i've worked on other shows where it's like kind of like the whole crew picked up and just moved to another production. So you walk on and it's mostly familiar faces. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe what, you know, it will be that with whatever Pam does next. I don't know. But um, sometimes it's a bunch of people and sometimes it's just, you know, they're also like actors. They're just looking for the next job and they find it where they can get it. And if, if their regular team doesn't have a spot for them in that moment, they find something else to kind of walk onto. So that, so both, Both happen.
1: You've been very fortunate because you've, you know, obviously do the, you know, the guest appearances or whatever, you know, once in a while, but you also have done Mm -hmm. a lot of recurring roles. Do you enjoy being on multiple shows like that?
0: I do. I really do. I, um, for a long time, I was kind of a one-off person. I was, you know, a guest actor who would do one or two episodes here or there, or even one or two days here or there, um, which I also love. But once I got a taste of, um, Recurring, going back to a project again and again. I really developed a love for it. I mean, it was that hard to develop a love for it. It's nice to do one audition and get more than one day's work. Right, <laughs> that's always nice. Um, yeah, that's nice. Um, but it it's nice to when you're there on your first day, you're just trying to stay out of the way and and you know not interrupt the flow of this sort of established machine that's been so good at operating um and when you're recurring you get to be a part of it a little bit you get to know people people get to know you um and i you you get to develop the character a little bit and and get a little more comfortable i think yeah and um you know my favorite thing about acting is the feeling of ensemble the feeling of like when things are flowing and everything is working, it feels like a ballet. It's it's just so satisfying to me. And, and getting into that kind of groove, um, it's hard to do when you're brand new on set, it gets easier after you've been there for a while. So I really, yeah, I love getting to go back to shows multiple times for that reason.
1: How was it working on shameless? Now that that's a, I I don't want to say wacky. Uh, quirky uh, <laughs> you know there's so many different yeah. adjectives you could use for that <laughs> mm-hmm. how was it on that show
0: that wasn't that was an incredible experience and i you know i think one of the interesting things to me about it is that as as wacky and sort of like out of control as it looked or as it maybe felt to watch talk about a well-oiled machine mm-hmm. behind the scenes like it was so efficient. Everyone, the, the showrunner of Shameless, his name is John Wells. He's one of the great showrunners of recent television history and um, he expects everyone at 100% all the time and it it's high pressure. It's fast-paced. I love working that way. Um, I think it's not for everybody, but I loved it. I mostly worked with Emmy Rossum. and we got along really well. Um, it was it was just, it's its thrilling to be surrounded by people who are all working at 100%, and you have to work a little to keep up, you know? Yeah. That's a thats a fun day at work. And I was playing a character who was a waitress in the diner, where Emmy Rossum's character, Fiona, spent a few seasons. And, um, you know, we did some waitressing. Like, I remember coming home from set one day, and my uh, phone said I had walked 9,000 9, steps. Oh, holy on cow. set doing <laughs> doing the scene so like we were working you know It's <laughs> huh. nice to come home and feel like you've done a, a real day's work. Yeah. Not that you don't on other shows, but it's, it's it's different when the real day's work you're doing also involves waitressing. right yeah
1: I understand <laughs> yeah. How did you get that one? Was that uh, through a, a audition too?
0: Yeah. And that one, that one was interesting. I had been, um, so there's a casting director named John Levy who does most of, of John Will's projects and I have been auditioning for him since I graduated college. Um, he's, he's someone who has brought me in again and again, I've done lots of shows that he works on and he's wonderful. And he had been calling me in for shameless for years. Um, he called me in for a role the previous season a big role that I ended up having like three callbacks for. I had a chemistry read with William H. Macy. It was me and one other person and she booked it. And, uh, and they said, as they often do in these situations, you know, my agent said, they said, they love you. They're going to find something for you. And, you know, I think actors learn to sort of take it with a grain of salt and go, well, that's nice. We'll see, you know, Mm. Yeah. But they did, and so the following season they brought me back for Melinda. And you know, I know they saw other people, and they weren't going to just hand it to me. But it did feel like they kind of had me in mind for this role, and so it was just an audition, but it was also an audition at the end of a long road. Um, so it felt it felt like finally this is this is the role I'm supposed to have on this show.
1: Yeah, well, you know, it, it's when you say. Uh, handed to you you know it's never handed to you 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 earned it no, There's no question there you <laughs> exactly. know you know um but now also, yeah
0: people don't see all of the all of the you know hours and
1: work that came before right exactly yeah, yeah. now coop and cammy asked the world now you, you've done a lot mm-hmm. of episodes of that show
0: yeah, that that was a series regular. My first series regular. Every single episode I was in, which is was new and and it's a kids show, a Disney Channel show. So that is obviously very different from Shameless. Right. And, you know, like <laughs> yeah, I'd big, say so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a big pivot in terms of tone and <laughs> style, um, which was really interesting. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and, and and you mentioned that uh, you talk about variety. I mean, you know, Shameless to to that show uh-huh. and then you've got uh this is us you were on that show lopez uh-huh. uh the mindy project uh-huh. i mean nc uh, ncis los angeles and it's uh-huh. you know it's such a variety of shows you you, you must not get bored it's, that's for sure
0: <laughs> i don't get bored and i kind of feel like i'm getting away with something like you know who get uh, when when the coop and cammy auditions Came up, I said to my agent, like they they looked me up on IMDb, right? Like they know I was on Nip Tuck and Shameless. I just don't want anyone to be shocked when they <laughs> Google the mom. Weren't you the one? Show and
1: like, exactly.
0: <laughs> you know, I I just wanted to be straightforward with everyone, and they were like, yeah, yeah, they know. So, um, it I'm never bored. I feel incredibly lucky that I. That I've gotten opportunities to be a part of so many different kinds of shows. I think that's. I think most people don't get to do that, and I'm I I absolutely love it. We had days um, on Coop and Camby when I would be I would do a couple of hours at Coop and Camby and go over to Better Things, which was like driving in the car trying to remember which show I'm allowed to curse on, and you know like making the <laughs> mental adjustments from one to the next because you can't do the same kind of acting on both of those shows it would look very strange. So right. um yeah, it certainly keeps things interesting.
1: Did you ever catch yourself, you know, oh I'm go- I'm going into Jenna, I can't. I'm I'm now Melinda or who whoever. <laughs>
0: yeah. A little bit, a little bit. I mean, when I did This is Us, that was a very quick job. I I think I auditioned on a Thursday and I shot it the next day, that Friday, like they were I think I I'm not sure what happened, but but it happened very quickly. And so it wasn't, you know, I didn't have a lot of time to sort of mull over what I wanted to do with this character. And the character was um, a woman who works in housekeeping in a fancy hotel who goes to check on one of the series regulars. And um, I sort of just decided that it was Melinda had gotten another job. Yeah. yeah. Like it was, you know, I was basically playing Melinda, mm-hmm. moonlighting in the house in the housekeeping. <laughs> that was how I approached that one. So sometimes it could be an advantage to have uh, multiple characters banging around your head at one time.
1: Yeah. Now, Is acting what you always wanted to do, or were you planning something different for, with your life earlier?
0: <laughs> my, my parents tell me there was a stint where I wanted to be a veterinarian, but as far as I remember, it was always acting. I was pretty, pretty singularly minded. Single-minded? I'm probably saying that wrong pretty focused on being an actor for as long as I can remember. Yeah. Yeah. Uh
1: Uh-huh. Have you had any unusual auditions or anything happen during filming or anything throughout your career so far?
0: Gosh, probably. I feel like it all blends. There was a day on Shameless when there was a fire in, uh, I think it was a fire in Griffith Park, which is, pretty close by and the smoke was billowing and it was like, you know, we would do a take and check in with everybody and do a take and check the
1: news and do a
0: take and see if we needed to evacuate. So there was also a day on Better Things when, um, you know, you get a call sheet the night before to tell you what time you have to be there and where you're going to be and sort of what the plan is for the day. And I got the call sheet and across the top it said, bear warning. And I was like, well, that can't be for us, they must be going to some different location in the wilderness or something. But it absolutely was for us in the first um, two seasons, I think we, the house that was Sam Fox's house, the lead character's house uh, was in uh, a neighborhood called Altadena. And there was a bear wow. out there huh. like splashing around in the pool of this house. And so everyone just had to be aware that this bear, I have a video we saw the bear, like, down in the ravine eating garbage, and I have a video of Kevin Pollack doing his Johnny Carson impression, narrating what the bear is doing. And, um, <laughs> and I think a, and a bear shows up in season three inspired. It shows up in the show, in Sam Fox's driveway, inspired by that bear.
1: So so the writers get little, little ideas from different things that are going yeah. on.
0: <laughs> yeah, ripped from the headlines, as they say.
1: Yeah, wow. Well, Rebecca, uh, everybody should be watching for, uh, the, the sad finale or it's not a sad finale. I mean, but I mean, this, no. you know, sadly it's leaving us, of of better finish things. <laughs> yes. On April 11th, 18th and 25th. And, uh, we can't wait to see it. Uh, but I'd like to finish up with one final question or, okay. or two. It depends on how you think of it. <laughs> so,
0: okay.
1: <laughs> but, uh, when you sit back and relax, what's your favorite TV shows now and of the past? And what's your favorite movies now and of the past? Oh, boy. Um,
0: okay. Right now I'm really into this British sort of game show called Taskmaster. I haven't seen that which one. Which I'm – it is – I don't even know how to describe it. They get uh, five British celebrities which means probably most Americans have never heard of them, right? Um, and have them complete wacky tasks. I just saw one, and they go in one at a time, so they're not all doing it together. Um, So they set up a room, and they go in one at a time. I just watched one where there were 10 rows of 10 little shot glasses lined up, all filled with clear liquid, and the task was drink all of the vinegar. That's all it says. And they have to figure out how to do that, and whoever does it the fastest wins. And they don't find out who does the fastest until they reconvene for the show. I'm not sure how long, but longer. It's 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 perfect for where my head's at right now, whatever that means. Well, and there is an American version, so people can watch it. I think on Netflix.
1: That's what I was going to say. If if it's, if there's a British version, there's going to be an American version eventually.
0: <laughs> there is indeed. There is indeed, and it's great. And. Um, I watch Friends reruns, Great British Baking Show. I do watch American television. I feel like I'm, uh, I'm doing a disservice to the. Oh, and I'm really into, there's two shows right now, Severance, which is on Apple Plus. Yes,
1: yes. And
0: um, The Dropout, which is on Hulu, and it's wonderful. And a network show called Abbott Elementary. If people haven't seen it, NBC, I believe. Ooh, yeah. I'm going to get in so much trouble it's if I'm a- getting ABC, the network wrong. ABC, I think was ABC. On ABC, yes. Yes. Um, it's so good and, and, um, yeah, it's wonderful and just got picked up for season two. So you can watch it and get really into it and know that it's going to come back.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, movies movies that I watch over and over and over again. That's how I'm interpreting this question. Mm -hmm. Sure. Clue. My number one clue.
1: Clue. You mean from the,
0: the Tim Curry eighties. Yes. Okay. All right. About the board game. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Obsessed, uh, I know it by heart, and I watch it over and over and over again. Um, I love Apollo 13 mm-hmm. in a similar way. I will watch it whenever it is on. The Muppet movie.
1: Which one? The first whenever. one?
0: I mean, the, the, really all of them. The first one the most.
1: Uh-huh.
0: But um, I would say the up-to-Muppet Christmas Carol. <laughs> Those are the ones that I consider canon. Mm-hmm. And people can yell about me. Yell at me about that if they like. <laughs> um, what else? There's also a documentary called "When We Were Kings" about Muhammad Ali. That uh, is one of my very favorite things to watch, mm. when, especially when I need a pep talk.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's always interesting yeah. to hear different because it, it gives the, myself and the audience something to say. Oh, I'm going to go check that one out because if they haven't seen it, mm-hmm. to, so it's it's always interesting to hear what people are are watching or like to watch or so
0: yeah i'm i'm uh i don't know I, i'm 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 always curious, sort of I always feel like my answers aren't interesting enough and are not the same as else <laughs> it feels like those two things can't both be true but but I stand by them,
1: yeah do you have anything that you can tell us about for the future that that we can see you on or anything? Um,
0: I, I worked on a series for Apple, but I don't know what it's called because Apple is like that. So I can't tell you about it because I don't know what it's called. So
1: everything that's, that's pretty secretive. They don't even tell you what the name of it is. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. And they've been giving us swag, like sweatshirts and, you know, nice memories from the show with this name that is a fake name that is definitely not what the show is (laughs) called. So I have a bunch of swag for a show that doesn't exist and I can't tell anybody what the show is. So eventually, when they decide what it's called and decide that I'm allowed to talk about it, I will uh, mm-hmm. let
1: you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anything else, or, or yeah. is that there for now?
0: No. And other than that, I'm kind of a free agent for the first time in many years, which is. Um, mostly exciting and like 90% exciting and 10% terrifying. So I look forward to finding out what I'm going to be doing.
1: Well, I'm sure your, your, your hiatus will be very short because I'm sure you get picked up for something else right off the bat. So.
0: Thank you. I appreciate your confidence. Yeah.
1: Well, Rebecca, I thank you so much for taking the time to share with us, and uh, I do appreciate it. And good luck with the finale. Uh, I mean, I know you—it's already done for you, but we'll be watching yeah. it. So, uh, thank you so much for for sharing with us.
0: Thank you. It was so nice to talk with you, and um, and I hope everyone watches and cries and enjoys.
1: And once again, I want to thank Rebecca Metz for joining us here at On Screen and Beyond. And be sure to check out Rebecca on the series finales of uh, Better Things. Now, I say finales because it's you know the last three episodes of the show as it wraps up for its series ending. And Better Things, uh, so check that out. And also, uh, want to uh, thank her for joining us here at On Screen and Beyond. So... What do you say? We have been moving along and I have another episode coming your way this week. So get ready for that as Wesley Eurer is going to be joining us from Land of the Lost. And he did a lot of other things. Of course, we've interviewed him before in the past, quite a few years ago. And you can hear all about uh, things he's done and things like that. But uh, this one, we talk a lot, a lot, a lot about Croft movies and TV shows and everything else the Croft brothers did. Sid and Marty Croft came up with all kinds of different uh, shows. And, of course, Land of the Lost was one of them. And we're going to be talking about that because he will be at CroftCon. Wesley Huer will be there. And uh, he's a guest here at On Screen and Beyond to talk about that and a whole lot more. And we've got more coming your way. So I hope you'll keep listening to On Screen and Beyond. Get ready for that. If you have a suggestion, you can email it to me at feedback at onscreenbeyond.com and i will read it and uh, i see it so we don't you know no, nobody else will get it it'll be me that'll see it and uh, we appreciate you taking the time to do that or if you want to just say hi that's fine also check us out on uh, instagram and on twitter we are there both uh, both of those so check those out and um i guess that's about it and uh, oh if you get a chance vote for us at podcast magazine Dot com. And uh, I guess the, this past month we were at number 23. So uh, let's see if we can get into the top 10. And you can go there and you go to uh, podcast voting and you can vote on your favorite podcast. Hopefully it's On Screen and Beyond, I hope. <laughs> you know. So if you could do that, that would be great. And um, we'll get more people to know about On Screen and Beyond. So that's it. That's a wrap for this episode of On Screen and Beyond. So until next time, we once again take you on screen and beyond. I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care.